People often ask, how do I access my polyvagal state of safety if I've never felt it? And that's a great, great question. In this episode, I'll give you three starting points for feeling more safety, even if it's something that you struggle with. This is gonna help you in your trauma recovery journey because the safety state is absolutely central to recovering from a stuck defensive state. As you feel more safety, your defensive activation is gonna go down, you'll live with more emotional freedom, and more connection. So the safety state is super important. Yes, even if you've never or struggle with accessing it. My name is Justin Sinceri. I'm a therapist, a coach, and the creator of the Polyvagal Trauma Relief System. Welcome to Stuck Not Broken, where I teach you how to live with more calm, confidence, and connection without psychobabble or woo-woo. This podcast is, of course, not therapy, nor is it intended to be a replacement for therapy, This is actually a clip from a meetup with my private community. If you're interested in joining us in the future, just stick around to the end of the episode and I'll I'll share more on how to do that. I had a question regarding passive and active anchors. How can you advise someone who has never felt safe anywhere? Can you maybe advise on a step-by-step approach? That's really difficult. The, The place that I start, and this is where I start in building safety anchors, although I hear this can be difficult too, is, is to is using your imagination. And in therapy, this is where I usually start, is I ask someone, if, if you could go anywhere to feel, sometimes I'll say safe. If someone's really anxious, sometimes I'll say calm. So I kind of, in my mind, I usually use the opposite of what I think they're going through. So if they're like, not really the opposite, but just something that's very different. So if they're really angry, I, or, you know, I, yeah, angry, I could say, where would you go to feel relaxed? It's not exactly the opposite, but it's, it's different enough, right? And so rather than just saying safe, it might help to ask yourself, where would I go to feel playful or fun or connected, calm, relaxed, happy, maybe? Free, oh, freedom. Freedom is a good word. Where would I go to feel a sense of freedom? So when you ask these questions, and you can even ask it of yourself, or if someone else that has never experienced safety, then they can start to create, it might be a struggle, but they can create an image. Today, one of my clients, she said, this is the first time I heard this one. She said she would go to the aquarium. And I was like, oh, the aquarium. To, to, I asked her, where would you go to feel happy? Because she said she started feeling more happiness recently. So she had some, some reference point for what safety might feel like. But she said that she wants to go to the aquarium. It's a place she's never been before, but she had saw seen a YouTube video where there were a couple of people just hanging out and an aquarium, like laying on the floor, looking at these, you know, huge tanks of water. And she's like, that looks very peaceful. I would love to do that. If I could go anywhere to feel happy, I would have my friend, this, this one friend of hers, and we would go there and that's where I would feel happy. So using your imagination can be a way to start to identify what safety might feel like or look like. And when you do that, what you can start to ask yourself is, let's say you can come up with a place. My place is a, a cabin in the woods uh, and a forest, like a dense forest, lots of uh, shade, lots of green. That's my place. My wife is there and it's just her and me hanging out with a, a side, what do you call it? A, a side table between us or a little table. I don't know what you call it. And we're drinking coffee and looking out the window. Like this, there's just a wall of windows. So that, that's like my happy place. It's tranquil. It's peaceful. It's serene. It's quiet, right? So when you think of these places or like an aquarium and you you can imagine this is the place to go, you might then be able to ask yourself, what does it feel like to be there? And so it might be 
happy. Maybe, maybe happy is the word, maybe safe is the word. But then you could ask yourself, you know, more about more details in the environment. Like I listed the windows, the, the, you know, the, the table that we're putting our coffee mugs on. So if you get more detail that can help you kind of flesh out what the experience is like, just use your imagination. What's the experience like? And if you can do that, they can, you can start to ask yourself, well, what do you hear? What do you see? What are you, what are you touching? People often say that they go to a beach and I ask, are you wearing shoes or, or barefoot? And then they can start to identify more things like, oh, it's I'm barefoot and I'm walking on the sand. Well, what does the sand feel like? Is it more of a coarse kind of sand or is it more of a soft, you know, kind of silky feel? And that helps them to further just sort of get ingrained into their imagination. And that, and then they could ask themselves, well, what does that feel like? What it, when you walk on that type of sand, what happens within you? And they can say, oh, I feel at peace or I feel connected or I feel, you know, whatever it is. So using your imagination can help to cultivate what safety might look like. And it's not actually going to happen, you know, probably, or it could. I mean, I could get that cabin in the woods. I'm not there yet financially, but it could happen. My client could go to the aquarium. I don't know if she's able to, to make that happen, but it, these things could happen, but that's not the point. The point is to start to paint a picture and get these reference points of what it would feel like. And even for people that struggle to feel safety, when they do this, it can start to, it can start to trigger those feelings of peace. Like usually people want to be where it's quiet. They'll say, Oh, it's quiet. And they just sort of melt into it as they say that. So that can just, it, it helps to build, it helps to paint, like what does safety look like and feel like for you? Even if you don't experience it often, if someone's never experienced safety at all, that probably would, I would say come from the co-regulation of, of maybe yourself as a parent or yourself as a provider, the co-regulation might be where that starts. It could also start from the literal external environment. So with BSA, the environment is the first thing that, that we work on, right? This cult is to, to change, manipulate your environment in small ways that bring more cues of safety to you. So even if you don't know what safety feels like, you might be able to say this lighting, I don't like it, but I do kind of like this other thing. I can tell I like this. And so that might be an indication that there's more uh, potential safety there. And so it's like, you're starting small and you might be starting with the external environment. But again, these are, these are ways that you can begin the process of identifying what safety feels like for you or for that person. So as far as a step-by-step -step approach, I think the external environment is a really good place to start. I usually think the imagination is a good place to start, but that can be challenging. And then we work our way inwards, uh, I would say more and more and more. And the, the process I lay out in BSA is imagination as a test and then the environment and then we go through like movements and music sensory but the last thing is memories and or imagination because I, I i feel like that's the most challenging but our, our memories are at least so we work our way inward more and more and more through bsa so i think that's a pretty good flow of it but it actually might start with safe people and safe environments like and it goes a long way so Elizabeth followed up. She says, if someone's able to think of a safe imaginary place, can they go back to it? Yeah, absolutely. I use those. I use that technique for a couple things. One of them is to identify what safety could feel like for someone, what to kind of get a reference point for it. The other, way, the other thing is to practice feeling safe. Uh, but there's also clues that can be found in the imagination exercise. There's clues that you can pull from there 
So if you, if in your imagination, you go to a place where you're alone, it sounds like you need to be alone. And so not isolating and rejecting the world, but finding moments of quiet solitude, it sounds like you, you, know, you might need that. And so we, that's a clue that we can pick up from the imagination safety exercise. And then it's like, okay, well, how do we incorporate this into your daily life? You know, or if, if need be, how do you, how do you grant yourself what you need without judging it and just allow it to continue to, to climb out of a defensive state eventually? But, it, but at first is just to continue to practice feeling safety in a way that's approachable and makes sense for that person in particular. You know, another person, they might not need to be alone. They might need to people that are trustworthy and safe, and maybe they've had enough alone time and they're, they're ready for something different. Or maybe for them, something playful is to be at a park and outside, whereas someone else just might want to be alone in their home, in solitude, in quiet for 30 minutes. You know, so these these, these little imagina- imagination exercises can be a way to identify and get little clues about what safety could feel like for somebody. Thank you so much for joining me here on Stuck Not Broken. I really hope this little episode has been helpful for you in learning about some, maybe some starting points on accessing more safety, even if you struggle with it. So if you're ready to take the next steps on your recovery without spending a lot of money, I invite you to join me in the Stuck Not Broken Total Access Membership. You'll get access to the knowledge you need through my trauma recovery courses, which go way deeper into this material. You'll also have the option of spending more time with me and others in the community. Plus, you get access to even more resources to help you go deeper in your unstucking process. Again, it's called the Total Access Membership. There'll be a link in the description to learn more. Thank you so much for spending time with me on the podcast, and I really look forward to welcoming you into the community. Bye. This podcast is not therapy, not intended to be therapy or be a replacement for therapy. Nothing in this creates or indicates a therapeutic relationship. Please consult with your therapist or seek for one in your area if you are experiencing mental health symptoms. Nothing in this podcast should be construed to be specific life advice. It is for educational and entertainment purposes only. More resources are available in the description of this episode and in the footer of justinlmft.com.